Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with a speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. The station master at Jimson City came alert when he heard his call, followed by the special designation of a personal telegram. Carefully, he copied the entire message and then hurried off to deliver the telegram to Judd Thomas, manager of the nearby Big Baldy Silver Mine. Lucky Thomas was in town, and the station master found him quickly in Frank Killian's Big Dollar Cafe. Oh, howdy, Mr. Thomas. Hello, Jim. Glad I found you here. Got a telegram for you. Mm. Hello, Mr. Killian. Hello. That's fine, Jim. Here, here's something for your trouble. Oh, no trouble at all, Mr. Thomas. Glad to hear your partners are coming in tonight. What? I haven't been here for a long time. What's that? Yes, it's right in that telegram. Sure nice to see them again. I never could see why they had to go back east to open that sales office instead of doing it right here. Uh, don't suppose there's any answer you want to send back. Uh, no, no answer, thanks. Uh, any time at all, Mr. Thomas. So long. 
Uh, Harry and Bert are coming here, huh? Come on back to your office. I want to talk to you. Sure. This way. When did he say they'd get here? Tonight, on the late train. Now, come on in. Seems to me you aren't very anxious to see them partners here. You know why they're coming. They're worried because I haven't been shipping as much ore as I used to. What'd you expect? You've been stealing ore from that mine for a long time. I told you you were taking too much. That silver belongs to me. Just because those two happened to be along when I discovered the big bally, they've been living off the fat of the land, collecting two-thirds of everything that mine has produced. Uh, Have it your own way. The point is, it won't take them long to find out it's you who's been doing all that night shipping. They're not going to find out. How are you going to stop them? I've been wanting to get rid of them for a long time. Now I have to. With them out of the way, I'll own the big baldy myself. You got that all fixed, huh? Yes. And we'll take care of them tonight. But you can't kill them out of the mine, Judd. No matter how you fix it, the sheriff's bound to ask too many questions. They'll never reach the mine. They'll die right here in town. Accidentally. I don't get you. I've been thinking about it for some time. I'll bring them here to your cafe right after they get off the train. Sure, they'll be hungry. When I give you the signal, you have a couple of the boys start an argument. Hey, now, wait a minute, Judd. Every time that happens, it turns into a free-for-all. Them trigger-happy mavericks at wreck the place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? And if Harry and Bert accidentally pick up some lead while the boys are having fun, nobody could prove it wasn't an accident. I don't like it. We got rid of Ted Barton for you that way last week. Forget about Barton. He was getting dangerous. He knew too much. Sure. But if somebody else gets killed the same way, the sheriff's going to realize it wasn't an accident. Now, suppose some strangers started the fuss. That way, you'd be in the clear. Yeah. That's a possibility. Then even if the whole town was watching, we'd still be in the clear. Yeah. That's it. And get busy. There isn't much time. Hey, you leave it to me, Judd. Them partners of yours are as good as dead right now. Satisfied that his plans would be carried through, Thomas left the cafe. Frank Killian sat at his desk for another moment, deep in thought. Then he went to the door and signaled to a hard-looking man who was standing nearby. Yeah, Frank? Come in here. Sure. We got a job to do tonight, Buzz. How soon can you get the boys here? Oh, they won't take long. They hang around town somewhere. And get them in here fast. And I'll need a couple of men who aren't known around here. Anybody out there you think I can use? I reckon... Usually a couple of hide cases just drifting through town. Pick out two and send them back here. I want to talk to them. What's the idea, Frank? Our boys can do anything you want. Not this time. We got some killing to do. Uh, the boss wants it to look accidental. Uh, if a couple of outsiders got into a fight, the boys can gun down anybody they want and make it look like an accident. If we start a fracas, it'll give that nosy sheriff a chance to move in on us the way he wanted to after Barton got his. Ah. Uh, Get you. I'll be right back. Frank Killian wasn't the only one concerned with Ted Barton's murder. A Lone Ranger had known Ted for years, 
and as soon as the news of the boy's death reached him, the masked man and his Indian friend Tonto started for Jimson City. Disguised as a cowboy, the Lone Ranger had made inquiries, but no one could give him sufficient information. He and Tonto were at the hitch rail in front of the big dollar discussing their next move. There have been too many people killed during fights in this cafe. The sheriff thinks Killian is back of them, but he can't get any proof. We not get proof either. I think there's one way we can. You have a plan, Kimosabe? Yes. I'm going to try to get a job with Killian. Perhaps I can get the evidence I want by working on the inside. Kimosabe? Yes, man, come this way now. Yes, I see him. One of Killian's bouncers. Go ahead, Tara. I'll meet you on the trail later. Ah, uh-huh. let me go. Howdy, stranger. Howdy. Haven't seen you around here before. Just drifting through? That's right. Uh, figuring on uh, staying around this evening? I haven't made up my mind yet. You can have some fun if you do. Get paid for it in the bargain. <laughs> What's the catch? Well, there is no catch. I'm going back to the office and talk to Frank Killian. He'll tell you all about it. All right. The two men threaded their way between the tables to the office. Step inside. Right. Now here's the other one, Frank. That first Aubrey suit you all right? Yeah. You'll do. Yeah. This one looks all right. What's your proposition, Killian? There's nothing to do it, cowboy. Oh? All you have to do is spend the evening in the cafe. You sit at a table with him. Anything you want's on the house. Then what? When I give you a signal like this, you two start arguing loud. I don't care what you fight about, just as long as you make it look good. Whoop it up. Throw some letter out. That's all there is to it. What else is going to happen? That's none of your business. You do as you're told and you get your money. If you don't like it, get out now, fast. I don't care what he says. I'll take it. Well, what about you? All right. I will, too. When's this going to happen? Around 11 tonight. Just keep watching for my signal. Yeah, get him a table, boss. Right. Come along with me. Sure. The boys already, boss. They'll be here. All right, boys. Sit down over there. I'll have to take care of my horse first. I'll be back soon. Uh, Killian said to stay right here. It won't take me long. Hey, wait a minute. That maverick. Hey, Red. Yeah, boss. See that hombre going out the back door? Yeah? After him quick. Find out where he's going. I want to know. I'm on my way. Ranger walked quickly out the back door of the cafe and then ran to the main street, staying in the shadows until he reached the sheriff's office. He stepped inside quickly and closed the door. Well, anything I can do for you, cowboy? Uh, yes, Sheriff. I'd like to talk to you privately. It's important. Well, you can talk in front of Mr. Thomas here. He's one of the owners of the big Baldy mine, one of our biggest citizens. I uh, didn't get your name. Uh, that doesn't matter, Sheriff. I just come from the big dollar cafe. Frank Killian hired me and another man to fake an argument and start some gunplay in the cafe tonight. He did, eh? Oh, I understand what he wanted to do that. Doesn't it sound familiar to you? Yes, it does. Somebody gets excited and smacks leather. 
Next thing you know, we're hauling dead cowboys off to Boot Hill. I pretended to hire out to Killian to find out what was going to happen. He said he'll give us a signal around 11 o'clock tonight. Is anything special going to take place in town at that time? Not that I know of. There's some excitement when the train comes in at 10.30, but that's all. Is there anyone special coming in on that train? Jay, that's right. Your partners are supposed to be on that train, Mr. Thomas. Maybe there's something to this. Would uh, Killian have any reason for wanting to kill your partners? Why, you must be plumb loco, Sheriff. Uh, Mr. Yes? Just who are you? A friend of mine thought this would be good enough for identification. I, uh, what's that he gave you? A bullet? Yes. And it looks like silver. Let me see that. Yeah. Yep, that's silver, all right. Yes, it is. A silver bullet. And you say a friend of yours sent it to me? Yes, I thought you'd understand. What's this all about? Why don't you lock him up and be done with it, Sheriff? A silver bullet, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, I think I'll mosey over and have a talk with Frank Killian. Thanks for the tip, mister. You staying in town? Yes, I intend to see this thing through. Good. Stop back later. I want to talk to you some more. Oh, eh, uh, going somewhere, Mr. Thomas? Yes, uh, out for a walk. I'll see you later. Feeling sure the sheriff would take care of Killian... The Lone Ranger returned to the back of the cafe, keeping in the shadows to avoid being seen. He was about to reach for the door when several men stepped out of hiding, gun barrels glistening. I wouldn't be in such a hurry if I was you, cowboy. What's that? Raise them high. You start something, you won't stand much of a chance against six of us. All right. What's the idea? Don't give me that. Killian told you not to leave the cafe, didn't he? Well, now the boss wants to have a little palaver with you. Get the horses, Slim. Right. Isn't Killian here in the cafe? Killian? <laughs> he don't care about you now. It's the big boss that's got a hankering to look you over. Then Killian isn't the one behind all this. I was wondering about that. Shut up. You talk too much. He's Slim with the horses. Mount up, boys. Uh, easy, boy. All right, bucko, up on your horse. Easy, big fella. Take his reins, Slim. All right. The rest of you cover him. Makes one false move, let him have it. Come on, get him. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. 
Guns half-hidden but always ready, the gang led their captive out of town. The Lone Ranger rode quietly, his downcast features hiding his exultation. The danger he had walked into was a small price to pay for a chance to get to the real boss of the gang. He watched carefully for landmarks as they rode through the almost inky darkness, taking notice as the horses turned off the road into a small clump of trees. Wait here. The boss will be along pretty soon. Who is this boss of yours? <laughs> That's a real smart question, Bucko. And we don't know the answer any more than you do. Haven't you ever seen him? Sure. But he's always wearing a mask. All we know is he's got mucho dinero. And don't mind handing it out. Quiet. Here it comes. Over. Where's the maverick who squealed to the sheriff? We got him right here, boss. Bring him over here. All right, you heard him. Move over there. Come on. Come on. Get him. I want to know why you tipped off the sheriff. Oh, Talk fast before I put a bullet in your mangy hide. I'm trying to prevent another murder, like Ted Barton. What? what do you know about Ted Barton? I'm sure his death was murder, not an accident. Boss, this hombre knows too much. So it was murder. You're behind it. You're mixing into something that doesn't concern you, cowboy. Why? Who are you working for? For justice. I ask you who you're working for. I'll talk, or I'll use a gun barrel instead of my hand. You're wasting time. I told the sheriff about your plans. As soon as he finishes talking to Killian, you'll have a posse on your trail. Killian took care of the sheriff. He knocked him out and left him tied up in the back office. He'll get his dose of lead with the others tonight. What was the idea of waiting, boss? Getting rid of the sheriff? You should have done it right now. Oh, shut up. I told you I want no gunplay at the cafe until Killian gives the signal. How about me and the boys working on this critter? We'll get the truth out of him soon enough. Oh, I'll do that myself. You can have what's left of him. The Lone Ranger realized as he stood there a prisoner that he had made a mistake in allowing himself to be captured. He had hoped to find out the identity of the leader. He was facing the leader, but the man was masked. Who are you working for? You don't give me much choice, do you? What do you mean? Why should I tell you? You intend to kill me anyway. There's no use fooling with him, boss. Let him have oh, it. Oh, not yet. First, he's going to find out what it means to cross me. Tie him to that tree there. He'll talk before I'm through with him. Right, boss. The Lone Ranger knew he couldn't afford to wait any longer. As the outlaws pressed closer to carry out their leader's command, he applied sudden pressure to Silver's flanks. Instantly, the great stallion reared, hooks slashing the air. Caught off guard, the men drew back in confusion. Before they could recover, a volley of shots poured into the little clearing. We're attacked! Take cover! Come As the Lone Ranger galloped out of the clearing, he saw Tonto waiting, gun still smoking. He must have him! This way! After him, he's getting away! This way! Get him up! The two great horses sped off into the darkness, followed almost immediately by the outsmarted men. As the distance between them widened, Tonto kept searching the countryside for a landmark. Finally, he found it. Me find hideout. Stop here behind rock. Hold it, hold Night and dark. Them not see us. Easy, Silver. Easy, Easy, Easy scout. Easy scout. Quiet, Silver. Quiet. Now we'll double back before they find out we've tricked them. Come on, Silver. Get them up, scout. Game just in time, fellow. Thanks. I'll me see you ride with men. Me follow out here. Wait for chance. When you start, me fire guns. You picked the right moment. You take plenty big chance. It was worth it. This is the gang that murdered Ted Barton. 
captured the sheriff, and they're going to try to kill several men at the cafe tonight. I wish I knew why. Maybe we go back to town now. No, not yet. We'll head for the Lazy Bee Ranch first. Then we'll return to town. One pillar! Come on, The arrival of the Overland Express from the east was a nightly event in Jimson City. Crowds gathered to watch as the engine slid to a stop at the depot, showering the neighborhood with great flashing sparks. Jeff Thomas had been waiting impatiently, but now he shouldered his way through the crowd to the coach, followed by several burly miners. He let out a yell as soon as he saw his partners. Birch! Harry! There he is! Gone, it's good to see you two again. It's been a mighty long time. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit, you old coot. Oh, wish I could say the same about you two. You've gone soft since you went back east. I can see that. <laughs> now, where's your luggage? Still on the train? Yes, I didn't see any porters. Where do you think you are? Back in Chicago? Uh, Slim. Yes, Mr. Thomas? Get the bags from the train and take them out to the house. Sure thing. Now, let's get out of here. I told Killian to have dinner waiting for you at the cafe. Then we can relax a bit. It's a long ride out to the mine. Sounds good to me. Uh, where are the horses? Horses? For tender feet like you? <laughs> You've been back east too long to ride Broncos. I brought a buckboard. Now listen, sourdough. We hadn't gone east to handle the business end of things. You wouldn't have anything to do out here. That ore doesn't do us a bit of good pile up here in the ground. I know that. Yeah, it's lucky the three of us hooked up together. Say, Chubb, what's been happening out here lately? Those shipment reports have been very peculiar. If you hadn't been here, I'd have sworn somebody was stealing half the shipments. Well, it's a long story. And it can wait till later. <clears throat> I'd like to get some food under my belt. That train ride was no picnic. That's right. You must be plenty hungry. Well, come on. Killian's got food waiting for you. At the Big Dollar Cafe, Frank Killian had a table ready for the three partners. And in a few moments, they were engrossed in their dinner. Killian made sure they were served only the best. Finally, they leaned back and smoked their cigars. <sighs> that was the first good meal I've had in days. That train ride. I think I can use another cup of coffee. I still haven't got the taste of cinders out of my oh, mouth. Just pass you a cup over here. I'll fill it for you. Thanks. This place sure has changed since we were here last. It was never this crowded before. Yes, Killian keeps up with the times, all right. He doesn't play favorites, either. A miner's as good as a cattleman here. Here's your coffee. Oh, thanks. Oh, talking about cattlemen, look at that crowd coming in. Looks like a pretty serious bunch. Them? They're cowboys from the Lazy Bee east of here. Yeah, they're always serious. Yes, they don't seem to care for each other's company. Look at the way they're spreading out all over the cafe. Forget those cowboys, Harry. I want to talk about these shipment reports. Oh, say, uh, hold it a minute, will you? There's someone I have to see first. I'm sure, Jeff. Frank Killian stood in the shadows at the back of the cafe, keeping a close watch on the table where the three mine owners sat. He grinned crookedly as he saw Judd Thomas get up and walk away from the table. He motioned to one of his men nearby. Yeah, Frank? It's pretty near time. You know what to do? Yeah. When I hear the shooting out here, I kill the sheriff, then dump him out here. That's it. He's tied up in the back room. I get busy. Right. Well, we'll be long now. The boys are all set. All I have to do is give the signal. Don't move, Clint. Big one with a gun in your back. Mass man. How did you get in here? The back door is right behind you. Remember? 
Seems I came just in time. What do you want, money? No, I don't want your money. Don't move. Don't move those hands. Listen, you're taking a big chance. My boys could gun you down in a minute. They can't see me here in the shadows behind you, and you know it. Just stand still and you won't be hurt. But I tell you, I can't. I'm late now. Late for what? The signal you're supposed to give? Signal? How did you know? You're not giving that signal, Killian. Now or later. Keep back here in the shadows. Let me go. I'll pay you anything you want. You can't buy your way out of this. Hold still. Here comes Thomas. Get rid of him. You stupid idiot. Why didn't you give that signal when you were supposed to? So you're the one who's what? been giving the orders here. I thought delay would smoke you out. Who's that? Mask man. Killian, if you double-crossed me... I swear I didn't. What was that? That fool Slim. I told him to wait until he heard the shooting starting out here. Don't move either one of you. That wasn't Slim. All right, Tuttle. Sheriff, all right, Kimosabe. The sheriff? Hey, how did you... You're surprised, Killian. You left the sheriff knocked out and tied up. You expected him to be shot. But you didn't count on Tuttle. Me come in back window. Just when Tuttle raised gun. But me shoot first. You'd better get a doctor for that man, Tuttle. Oh, me got him. Well, Killian... I've been waiting for this for a long time. Now I've got you dead to rights. Well, I've been here earlier, Sheriff, but we needed some help. We rode out to the Lazy Bee. I told John Miller I was working for you, and he lent us his cow hands. He brought them back with us. Say, that's right. I almost forgot the Easterners. Are they here? Yes. All right, boys, bring them in. As you see, Killian, your signal wouldn't have done any good. Those cowboys had all your men covered. Well, you'll have a full jail tonight, Sheriff. Last your hide, I'll do the job myself. Stop that gun! Oh, my hand! What's happened? You hurt. What's going on here? Killian was trying to murder you two tonight, just as he did Ted Barton last week. Murder us. His plan was to make your death look like an accident. Would have worked, too, if it hadn't been for this masked man. You, you buttonhead. We've in. got you, Killian. We've got you cold. You've got the wrong man. I won't take the blame alone. I've turned state's evidence. Killian, you shut up. I won't shut up, Thomas. You're the one that got me into all this trouble. You're the real killer. That's a lie. You did the killing. And you paid me for it. The whole scheme was yours. You told me it was foolproof. You told me everything was planned. Why, you squealing double-crossing? No, you don't, Thomas. Get back there. Then get your hands up. You're under arrest. Killian, if I could get hold of you... I will take care of Killian. And you, too. I can't believe it, Thomas. Why, you... We... We were partners. Partners? With me out here doing all the work? And you two grabbing off all the profits back there in the city? You're just a pair of leeches. The money should be all mine. I'm the one who earned it. But why didn't you say you weren't satisfied? There wouldn't have been any more partnership if this had worked out the way I planned it. I was going to take most of the ore till you squawked. Then I was going to get rid of you. I'm beginning to see it all now. That's why you insisted on that clause in the partnership papers about uh, living partners getting the shares of those who die. I guess we've been suckers, Bert. If I can only get my hands on that mask man. Yeah, yeah. I don't see him. Where'd he go? But I haven't had a chance to thank him yet. <laughs> well, I guess he just up and left when he saw everything was under control. See, he, uh, he has a habit of doing that. Well, uh, could you find him for a sheriff? I'm willing to pay a big reward for all he's done. <laughs> From all I've seen, helping honest folks seems reward enough for the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.